Ladies and gentlemen, sorry for those listening on Facebook. We had a bit of a full start there. You wouldn't believe I'm a starter these days, would you? But we are now on episode 75 of Cage Full Throttle in just over three hours. I will also be nearly 75, but for now, we've got the younger guys here before I get too old. We've got a huge weekend of racing coming up. We're all packing our bags for Mildenhall. Well, at least me and Bryson Walker are. How are you, Bryson? Yeah, really well, thank you, James. How are you, mate? Oh yeah, yeah, it's good to hear. And Jamie, well, we're well, we'll all be over in uh in uh, the east of England. You'll be down west as always. So I bet you're looking forward to the weekend as well. Alright, boy. Yeah, you know, enjoying the southwest stuff as usual. And I'm sure Mildenhall is going to be a cracker. I'm. Um, we're all sure it will be as well. But before we go any further, so this week we're going to do things a little bit differently. There's been lots of stuff going on. So we invite you to all to our trackside chat. We're just going to sit back, have a chat about bangers, and we invite you to all join us by dropping comments into the comment box. Uh, we'll mention them out. We'll debate them. So anything you've seen happening over the last few weeks that you think we should have a chat about, let us know. Uh, but before we go there, Bryson, what should we start off with? Well, it's been a... It's been a little while since we've had a little little catch up, a little get together, isn't it? So there's been a been a fair bit going on around the racing. Um, should we start with the BWS? Sort of start around there. Seems like it's a, been a yeah, good as places any. Good start, hasn't it? Um, obviously, last time we spoke, we'd had round one at Arlington, which was a was a good night. Um, I've then been to both Ipswich and Northampton rounds. Ipswich is what you expect for Ipswich Unlimited at this moment. Um, good quality racing as well. Nathan Roberts showing his dominance in the Unlimiteds that he has sort of over the last six months or so. Taking the, the wild card yet again, which saw obviously the, the wild card get carried over to Northampton. Um, what's the other standout moments at Ipswich? Boogie getting the bumper in. Um, tricky with a, a solid following on on um ario obviously the head on the yeah obviously slim as well and um drew boy and their their yanks that were obviously on it um one thing i did think was cool one of my one of my highlights i know obviously ended up getting a ban from it and and all that sort of thing but seeing bam in that mark ii limo like how he was piling it and keeping up with your frogs and your mercs before obviously end up getting taken out and then obviously then sticking it to a Yankee in a Mark II limit. I just thought it was quite quite cool as well with that. Um yeah, so like that was Ipswich in a nutshell. Um and then Northampton was the complete other end of the scale, probably one of the best BWS rounds we've had in a while. Um superb from start to finish. Yeah, we've um, said that we've We've said that a few times, haven't we, about Northampton the last couple of years. Since going to Shale, it's consistently given a really good BWS round. People have mixed views on whether Northampton should ever have been Shale. Obviously, it was a decision I, th- I personally thought, especially after losing Coventry, having that Midland Shale track was needed. And bangers especially, I think it's it's, it's really given something a little, bit, a little bit different, hasn't it? It's revived the track, hasn't it, I think. Um, Northampton, well... The, the Midland tarmac banger scene is pretty much it's it's not dead but it's not there's not a lot left of it is there um, to be like polite about it um, it needed a shape up and it now delivers the goods especially on the big scale you look like Northampton has 
been one of the best BWS rounds the last couple of seasons, really. But um, I generally thought that it was my first time being at Northampton since it had been shale, um, which is a shock in itself, really. But um, I, I thought racing wise, the track surface was brilliant. You can see the even even from the the extra side of things like the you can see the money that Speedworth and Dean are putting into it. Uh, to really put it back on the map and, and actually give racing a, a proper shale home, um, I suppose um, is the right way of wording it. But you look at you look at the the material. Um, obviously, so much cool cool stuff on the material front. But obviously, driver of the day or star of the day has got to be. Joe G's and, and his team around in the Ellis factory, the, the effort that was put in from how that Austin was wrecked. Do you know what I mean? Like, you looked at that and you were like, there's no way they're getting that back out. And then you went into the pits and you saw, no, they're actually looking at that to see if they can give it a go. And they start doing things. And then you go, oh, no, the, the scrutineers are just going to deem it unsafe. And then the scrutineers are over there showing them how they can make it safe. And the crowd that was getting bigger and bigger and just absorbing the atmosphere. I, I, I feel sorry for the historic stock car boys because uh, I don't think there was much of a crowd watching them. Do you know what I mean? Everyone was out in the pits sort of surrounding um, Joe's lorry and, and looking at like the work that was going on there. But um, even Bam, obviously, to to get the, his hearse back out where the roof had fallen off and they managed to, to get the roof back on that so that it was in a safe manner so he could go back out as well. And then obviously crash in front just people on a mission all day um yeah look at how paul's car got wrecked do you know what i mean like it was it was superb and runa's drive i mean yes people sit here on we see we see the comments on on social media going oh they're so biased to brcm i mean we're not biased we're just they're, they're consistently good and we point out when people are being good do you know what i mean and you got to take your hat off to to Runa. He made his like enemies look silly on track. Went and won it, and then shut them up. Like it was a faultless drive. Um, so yeah, I, I was really impressed. Yeah, with, absolutely. With, with, I mean, I mean, you mentioned Northampton. Obviously, the money that's gone into it since it has been purchased by Speedworth. Obviously, it's opened the doors for the facilities to be upgraded now obviously that's mainly because obviously the brisker f1 final there and that's the impetus for it um but it's it, the knock-on effect as well is we're going to have obviously king's lane one of the best shale tracks in terms of not only like the track and facilities but northampton the more money that goes into the facilities the more it's going to be better for drivers spectators officials everyone around it so it's it's it's, it's good to see that money going to northampton and um obviously uh, the driving force behind it were stock cars, but it's going to, uh, the knock-on effect for bangers can only be good as well. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's showing that, isn't it? Um, the crowd that was there for the BWS round was brilliant. And you look at other tracks where they're, they're still having their, they're big meetings or bigger meetings and the crowd's not necessarily there. Northampton, the, I know obviously it was Easter bank holiday weekend and that the time and helps, but that the place was packed and off the back of that and what they're doing at the track, you look at 
other meetings coming up. You've got Tani's um, Memorial in June. You've got the, I think they've got the, they got the two-litre British Championship there as well. I believe um, so. And I think they've got the World as well. No, they, so the, the World and British have swapped, haven't they? So yeah, yeah. the two-litre uh, two World used to be at Northampton. That's now at Mildenhall for the first time this year. The British has gone across. Yeah, so, 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 so that, that, that's the one that was always... Ori- yeah, so the two-litre World, that's the one that was always originally at... Um, uh, at, well, uh, at Birmingham, well, no, Hensford, then Birmingham, and then obviously with the shutting down of Birmingham, went back to Hensford for a year, then went over to, uh, then went over to Northampton, now go to Mildenhall. Yeah. Um, we spoke about that two litre world a lot. Um, just trying new things, I think, to reinvigorate that is it's a difficult one. Um, we've said before with two litre bangers, the way they've gone, it's a difficult one to do. But hopefully, um, yeah, I mean, with Northampton, with the way it's going could reinvigorate that championship and once again make it worthy yeah. of the, worthy of the gold roof it carries well you look at two litres on shale full stop like Lynn and Trackstar have it sus do you know what I mean like the two litre meetings that are produced there and we'll talk about that in due course but you, you draw the comparisons from there and you look at Northampton and Milner and the, the ability that it has um Four two liters like Milnor is. Whenever you get the right amount of cars at Milnor, you're bound to get a, a good meeting. And and even with you look at Northampton for cars, this because of the tight bends, obviously the quick straights. It yeah, two liters are are still one of the best banger classes to to watch when they're on their day. And Shale provides that for them. Yeah, absolutely. It's a bit. It's a bit... It's a bit, but it, yeah, I mean, two litres are obviously pretty fast. They're pretty well built, and shale sort of equalises them a bit, as we said before. So I did want to come back to. Obviously, you mentioned that the BWS is going to uh, the wild card's getting carried over because of a double winner. Um, I've seen a few comments about is that the best way to do it? Should it not be given to second place on the day. I quite like it being carried over because it sort of adds, you know, on during that race that. First, uh, first and second are going to get it as opposed to on the day it being awarded to someone that might not even know they finished second it adds that bit of drama and tension as the race is going on as opposed to giving it to the second place on the day um, you might feel hard done by if you finish second at that point but I, I think it's probably the best way to do it yeah I think uh, I preferred the way in which they've done it on the odd occasion before where they've carried them to the last round um, I mean, it's something different. It obviously gave it more to play for because you look at Runa was driving that fantastically that once he got ahead, he didn't look like being caught. But then there was a battle between um, sort of Ty, Bro, um, I think a couple of others sort of joined in at one occasion, but you, you then you then actually had a scrap for a second and you're like, oh, anyone could get that wildcard spot then. Um, so, yeah, no, it definitely added an extra flavour to the race. I, I think if you... Because obviously you could end up having, on other rounds, the same winner as well. So I think if you if you were to stockpile them, but then then does that devalue it when, if, do you know what I mean, if you had two or, two or three same wildcard winners, then you end up... Do you know what I mean? You could end up getting in the world final from getting fourth place on the last round. So there's, there's an argument for, for both essences, but I, I mean, what, whenever it 
adds a bit of excitement, you've got to sort of look at it that way. Yeah, definitely. And um, it's, it's, they say it's been a good good start to the road to the uh, World Final um, with the World Series. Um, we also had, obviously, the World Qualifying Rounds um, that aren't BWSs have also started, reintroduced the Pot of Gold, which I believe was something that started at the old Aldershot Raceway. It's basically 500 pounds worth of pound and two pound coins go into the pot it gives a little bit of a extra element to it um uh, the first one was one probably by a man that didn't need to dip his hand in that pot in boxer but it adds just a little bit more and it was again really well subscribed 60 yards cars for a world qualifying round um obviously the no wild card just points on offer and uh, another good um subscription of uh, national bangers out there so um that the whole series is looking pretty healthy at the moment, so long may that continue. Yeah, you look at, I mean, you've got, but in the entertainers, you've got, what, 65, 70 points between the top dozen or so. And you look at it and you go, well, people have got to lose out. And you're looking at the quality that's being produced, both material-wise, efforts in the pits, the entertainment on track. And you look at the entertainers, and you go, yeah, there's like any of them can get in still. Yeah, um, I mean, it, we've yeah, seen it, we've we've seen it before where people miss out from the entertainers league and it causes a bit of a a bit of upset at time. Would you think it's the time to maybe take more qualifiers away from the racing points, the entertainers points? Personally, I think no. I think as much as we love the entertainers and that's what brings the crowd in, that's what people are talking about. It's still a banger race at the end of the day. So I think the racing league should still always take priority over the entertainers league. I think the amount of qualifiers that come from at the moment is about right. But the problem is we've only got four of our people going through as entertainers. You're going to have a lot of people that have given their all to entertain all season, a lot of time, effort, expense and bravery, not qualifying, but, I don't think it should probably shift more from entertainers to racers, to be honest. It's still a racing league at the end of the day. No, I do think when you look at the the way in which it's judged, you have to you have to question sometimes like the the standings. I think I'd like to see um a little bit of a, a change up in in how they're chosen. Maybe obviously you get you get most of these big meetings. You get multiple pages. You know what I mean. You get ourselves Northern flat out um, Lee Lee. Do you know what I mean? Like you get pages and and people who have the knowledge and the the following and understanding of what is entertaining that side of things. I think that maybe if you flip it over to them pages and or, or or just do a big fan interaction um, and and look at that side of things, and maybe it would be judged on. I'm not saying it's it's judged biasly, but you you look at, I mean, the fact that um, Ricky Hutton, for instance, has only got ten points. Hugo, well, he was the most entertaining driver of round two. Has he only got ten points, and he was lively at round one at Eastbourne as well, do you know what I mean? So mm. you go, well, I, like, maybe there needs to be a bit more transparency in, in, in how people are getting their points and that side of things. Because, um, you, you, yes, you look at the top 
dozen or so, and you go, yeah, they have been mega, but there is other people who are slightly down that list. You go, well, actually, they were. Yeah, isn't that just inherent with the fact that with entertainers, it's always going to be really subjective. Obviously, racing points is really easy, right? You you cross the line in a position, you don't get docked, you get the points. Entertainment is so subjective, and it has to go to the stewards and the clerks and and whoever's the banger representatives around on the day. Um, it has to be subjective. If you opened it up to a fan vote, we've seen it ourselves when we've done end of year votes that it can Well, we people completely disagree massively um and it also you don't want it to be a popularity vote as well which is i know that sounds stupid sounds like such a stupid thing to say but you know what i mean it's like it's so easy for people to get a well-liked driver if it went over to more wider voting maybe a panel like you said i don't know it's i think it's just a really difficult one to get near that yeah no 100 i think obviously if it's being judged by the promotion and the the sort of high the senior members of that there's they've got so much that they're trying to watch and and banger races aren't as clear cut of oh you can keep an eye on that bend things happen so quickly do you know what i mean like yes we saw the following that tricky did and some of the other hits you know what i mean like and, and using that as an example and then you go like there was other hits that were happening and and they they potentially got missed you know what i mean but it's if, if for instance, say there's four people judging it, and they all miss that hit, that's not getting scored. Yeah, yeah, it's and like and, and it is five. difficult. And it is difficult. How many times have I said no. when marshalling, I miss a lot of the hits because I'm only looking at my bit. Um, yeah, I missed, I missed, I missed, I missed some of the bigger hits during the part of goal meeting because I was on the starters roster and I'm so focused on where the leaders are that I don't really see anything else happening. It's so. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's one of them. You have got to look at it. Maybe do they then go to do they then wait a week or so for for clips to emerge online and then go, oh well, we missed that. Like less like, do you know what I mean? And then how how deep do you go into it before? It then starts getting too technical, and you go, "Ah, oh, well, they're nitpicking here and there." And it, you know, it, like, there's there's not a right or wrong answer. I just think it's, uh, yeah, I think maybe there's needs to potentially be a bit of transparency of how they judge it, so that people people know if you know what I mean. Drivers and fans alike, because obviously the the list emerge, and then obviously it gets put up on like people share it on socials, and mm. obviously then there's a lot of a lot of to and fro and oh why is he down there why is he so high up and, and all that so, yeah. I was going to say I think it'd be nice to have like a full points breakdown done by like speed with so that it shows like individual categories for the entertainers in terms of like obviously you get paint material like the actual yeah. race and entertainment I think it'd be good to have it done in like the points in each category after each meeting so that you know specifically who's done what and how they've gotten those points because sometimes it's a bit difficult to infer from just a list with points as to how those were garnered. Yeah, no, exactly that. I think, um, and that's something that, that tracks I do well is that they, um, they advertise how their entertainers league is, is judged and, and how you're awarded. You know what I mean? So you get a certain amount of points. If you do a DD, you get a certain amount of points. If you have, track star on your car you get a certain amount of points if it's fresh if it's sign written and then obviously then your your actual race entertainment and then your 
you know I mean? If you if your car's the cage and then you end, your team end up pulling it and you get back out, you get points. So um, there is obviously then yeah. factors where, where but, they actually advertise that. So, uh, but on the flip side of that, last year, obviously with Dennis Vorkink getting into the final, that was, again, subjectively that the effort and the cars he took mattered more than really what was happening out on track and i don't think anyone would argue that he didn't deserve to be on that grid Uh, but if you went to that sort of level of i'm playing devil's advocate here um that if you went to that level of rigidity i mean at at the in hindsight i was gonna say yes absolutely deserve to be on that grid if you went to that level of rigidity maybe he wouldn't have i mean i'm gonna say something massively controversial and i've said it between ourselves before. I don't know whether I've said it publicly before, but you go, yes, what he did was the, the level of commitment travelling that far every meeting to be over here to do their meetings. You, you have to take your hat off to the dedication, but did he use the cards in an entertaining manner? Did, like it's, but but that's what I mean about, that's what I mean about being subjected. It's the definition. merit. Is the definition of an entertainer someone that puts that effort in to be on the track, even with the miles and the ferries and the travelling? Now, some people might say that that is. Personally, I think it is because I think he deserved to be on that track for everything, especially after COVID. I think it's even more entertaining in a way that he was there um, and there for everyone. But this is what I mean. There's no easy answer. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think that's that's on the flip side where the, the actual race well qualifying points have improved because you look going back eight to ten years ago there was shed loads of rounds for various banger classes and you got five ten fifteen twenty and uh attendance points towards your world qualifying points to go towards it and then it weren't your best drivers it was oh who's got the most money to travel up and down yeah. the country who's got but- the Exactly, but now and but exactly, but now enter, enter, but now att- and now attendance points are strictly for the special meetings to make sure the numbers are fine. They're not done on the meetings. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's our. But I say we're, we're being very nitpicky to a, a what is a very good system anyway, aren't we? Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's, it, 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 it's nitpicking because I don't think. The... Yeah. Exactly. I don't think anyone can say at the moment that the BWS World Series, that road to Ipswich, and everything around it is in a very healthy position at the moment which is shown by the driver numbers <laughs> and the action we've had. Yeah. And when I, the, my first time on this podcast, five years ago now, we weren't saying that. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you look at other promoters following suit where they're doing wildcard rounds and that sort of thing. So, I mean, <laughs> it's clearly working that other people are wanting to jump on the bandwagon. So, um so I think if anything, if if anything, you're talking about tweaking, aren't you? There's no need for an overhaul. We're just yeah. about tweaking it. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, just fine, fine margins, isn't it? It's just, yeah. It's just, it's us being in the position that we're in, going, ah, oh, it could be better. Do you know what sure. I mean? like, yeah, absolutely. Just, just being mundane for the sake of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I think I think we've covered national baggers there. Before we move on to chatting about our next thing, I do want to uh, Kyle Drake in the chat box. Uh, we said uh, if you've got anything you want us to have a quick chat about, let us know. Mark Five Astra is being banned from the fifteen hundreds and being used in two liters. Uh, what are our views on that? Um, I don't. I don't like it. Straight up. Yeah. I think 
Trackstar have done so much right over the last three seasons, and that is the first time I've looked at something and gone, no, I don't actually agree with something that Trackstar's done. <laughs> it's a bit of a blunder in my eyes, because I think Mark V Astros, obviously, they are fairly cheap for a banger in that sort of category. And obviously, as we go on and on, we're going to lose focuses. We're going to lose, like, the softer stuff. So, the, ultimately, they're going to need to unban Mark V Astros to keep that field alive. Like, you need to let the harder cars exist purely because that is just how cars are as we go on. Yeah, but presumably, pre- presumably it's done to keep the field competitive if one car's dominating. We've seen one car dominating and it causing problems before. Is that not a case of just preemptively doing it? If you have to unban it later, that's okay. But I wouldn't moment, even like, say Mark V Astros are that dominant in 1500s they're hard yeah but they have a lot of problems with them same with pretty much most 1500 bangers like you i've been to plenty of like smaller meetings in terms of the size restrictions where different cars have won different heats and sometimes it's not even the mark 5 astra i haven't seen a mark 5 astra win a race this year at any meeting i've been to i yeah i i'm with jamie i don't i don't agree with that point um you're you're taking a very limited availability class. You, you, what do you do? Like our mirrors aren't going to keep up against Mark. Like do you know I mean, there's the odd Almira and the odd Escort, yes, but they're not they're not good against even Mark Four Astros. So you go. We're now limiting in a formula that has strong. Like they have strong numbers. The fifteen hundreds. There's nothing wrong with the fifteen hundred formula at track style whatsoever <laughs> as it is. So you then go and right, well, all you lot who have got Mark V Astras, you can't use them at the end of the year. So they've now got two choices. What they do is they, they smash them a bits and you end up having six months of good quality entertainment meetings for Mark V Astras for the ones who don't want to go into the two litres with them. Or you see them go into the two litres at the end of the season. But what that then does is then price your other cut your mark four ashes that are affordable at the moment you're then going to price them up in terms of value because you're then going well you can't use mark five ashes so people are then going to put the price up of mark four ashes then going to make it even harder for drivers to race because the price of cars is going up i think it's i think it's going to be a decision in the long term that they choose to regret um uh, as, and i think so and so yeah, sorry, Bryce, I think just in the chat box, Darren Andrews pretty much agrees with you. The only other option to the Mark V Astros will be the older cars, Amira's Mark IV Astros, which will make it harder for drivers to get cars, which in turn will make everything cost more. Yeah, yeah, it's just, you, you're racing at the moment, banger-wise, isn't cheap. Also, I think... Um... Go on, Jamie. We lost Jamie. Well, you know, Jamie definitely thought. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, (laughs) I think personally, when a driver is going to race a softer car in the fifth. Oh, sorry, Jamie. We're sort of losing you in and out there. You still there? We'll give him a chance to come back in. But yeah, uh, I'm sure I'll expand on my my point while he's sorting his connection. Um, I think what Jamie was saying as well about the fact that anything in that 15, 1600 class are gash for taking a hit. They're not like 
Mark Fives are strong, but you can still kill a Mark Five. Like you look at the back axles and stuff. Like they take a good hit. The back wheels are shearing off. You know what I mean? Like the Mark Fours, they can't take a very good hit. Um, focuses aren't any good at all. Uh, like on shale, they're just they're not the tool to have on on shale anymore. So you, you go. And you're looking at that and you're like, well, then what are you going to, like, do you know what I mean? You go, what's then going to start getting used? Oh, well, they'll start using, like, what they're already doing at the 1600s at Speedworth. You, you start using Fiestas and and Fusions and stuff like that. But then their cars that are getting used in back to basics and micros and then you, you then limiting your stock in them. And how far do you go with banning things? And yeah. Do you know what I mean? This... Well, this, and Mark V Astros are one of the cars that you can actually not make money on, but the price of the cat on them, if you get a genuine cat on them, which I know is obviously rare these days, but a Mark V Astro, if you pick the right one up, you can actually not make your money back on them, but you don't lose as much on them as well. So it's, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. And, and this is something you're definitely going to be able to uh, give more of you on than me, but are they going to be competitive in two litres? Yeah, they are already. Um, you look at the likes of a drive like Brad Bartram, for instance. He dominated the the points at Trackstar last season, and he was using Mark Five Ashes in both fifteen hundreds and two liters. Um, so yes, they they are competitive, one hundred percent. But if if they were that good in the two leaders you'd see more people going that route but you're only seeing a few drivers going that route so and so if that was the, do you know what I mean like if if they were that competitive you'd you'd go oh yeah why more people not using them the cars they competitive bangers that they catch on very quickly don't they <laughs> yeah. as, as, as soon as some as soon as someone has a car that is hard and fast you will see that very very quickly becoming the car everyone has yeah, and the the fact that that's not the case yet, um, whether that's just because obviously again the cost of of things a a two liter Astra kit's obviously going to be completely different to um, the kit that they're using in fifteen hundreds. So is it a case of people have got Mondeo and Kuka mm. kit? But obviously you're then seeing your Jags and and now that they've done the again it seems. A silly decision now that the the RCI have done the rules that you can with with the Mark Three and Mark Four Mondeos to put the Mark One Two beds on them, um, which they've they've done it this year. They've they've they're already freed up the two liter formula to more flexibility. So I don't know. As I say, uh, tracks I know why they've done it, and I hope for their sake it works. But it's it's the one time, um, the one time I don't necessarily agree with what they've. What they've done, yeah. Thing is, um, it, thing is, it has to be said, it wouldn't be the first time the banking community have seen a rule uh, that has been outraged and it turned out to be the best thing. So I suppose hindsight, again, is always brilliant, but um, it is what it is, and we'll see what comes out with that. But I think that leads us on nicely to uh, another uh, a rule change that has come in um, recently uh, regarding another domestic banger class and that's in the Speedworth 1600s with roof plates now being mandatory um, of course this was 
a rule that was brought in in other classes earlier in the year. It's now basically in, within speed with fangers. It's now just um, back to basics and fans that don't need them. From a Marshall's point of view, I like the rule. Um, anything that makes that area around the driver more secure, from floor pans to cage to roof. Um, I've seen other people say, of course, it, that puts all the energy into the pillars. On older cars, it makes the pillars more likely to bend. But um, within the last couple of weeks, I've seen cars go over, get hit in the roof or crumple around where the roof, the driver's roof has crumpled. So personally, I think anything for driver's safety, I think as rules for driver's safety go, this isn't... It's easy for me to say from my, from my side of the fence, but it's not the biggest hardship in the world and i think based on what has happened i think in recent things i think it's it's better to make a rule now before there's a serious injury than one later after there is and i think i think it's good but bryce i don't know what you think about that yeah i mean you look at like danny hansford's roof for instance when he rolled over at aldershot last week um, or a couple of weeks ago now, and obviously how lucky he was. Um, again, the cars are getting harder. The the racing's getting faster. Um, something's got to give, haven't? Like, do you know what I mean? Like with the sort of shots that are being taken as well. Obviously, your A pillars are then going to be the weak point. Um, the fact that roof roof plates then add that bit of protection, and and I I'm still a firm believer of that. Um, I know we don't want to make them look like me machine, um, sort of death race style American DD looking cars, but I think um, I'm still a firm believer that drivers should have a pod around them a bit like what joe g's had in his is austin for um obviously northampton the yeah the the pod around the driver i think that i think that should be a, a a thing where drivers should be able to to sort of build themselves in and then you don't then have slightly as much like with your side plates and that side of things because then the cars can then just fold around the driver, can't they? And the, the, that's the exactly point. Safe. Well, that's what well, that's exactly uh, the point, isn't it? Every part of that car is meant to bend except the bit around the driver. That's what the door yeah. plate is for. That's what the floor pan is for. That's what the cage is for. And that's what the roof plate is for. Is that every part except the bit around the driver is meant to crumple around them? Um, you mentioned that one at Aldershot. I was on the back straight. I called the Reds for that as he went over. The car that hit him in the roof was Aldershot's a very tight track. Came round. By the time he saw my flag, he slammed his brakes on and luckily it was quite a low speed impact but it still was an impact on the roof yeah and and um, the dri- and, and, and the driver and the driver was fine got out on his own it has to be said um there was no like I've, I've seen other people say well we've never had a serious injury from a roof impact but if that dri- if the visibility was lower didn't it didn't see my red straight away then maybe he wouldn't have got his brakes on quickly so it's better to make a decision when you've seen something that could go wrong rather than one after something has gone wrong. Exactly. Being proactive to safety rather than reactive is, is the key, isn't it? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
And I think I think I think um, that's the point. Again, and you're maintaining the sixteen hundreds have been as well brilliant so far this season. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, and you're maintaining that. That you look at the the two gold rush rounds, the St George's Championship, you, even the Southern Shakedown rounds, and the the Foxall Thunder series, and all that sort of things. They're getting good numbers consistently. Um, yeah, the yeah the sixty numbers have been consistently brilliant for the last few years. Um, I don't know whether part of that's like we've seen a bit of a downturn in B two B. Maybe it's because sixteen hundred you can keep your sixteen hundred for a few more races. So you've seen a few drivers that were regular B two B drivers switch to that. Um, but before we move on to talk about the sixteen hundred season so far, um, Sid Sherman says never needed reef plates for donkeys years. Just another thing you've got to go and buy. So is a cage. As opposed to an acrobat, it's. Uh, I, I'm going to be slightly biased here as an official, but I, I just think, yeah, it's just nothing you got to go and buy, but hopefully it's a thing that can be reused and reused. Um, Race, racing evolves, doesn't it? It's, it's that same old, oh, I didn't have that in my age. Well, yeah, but the the racing's getting harder and faster. It, it just generally is, basically, and. But that's just, that's just the evolution of cars, isn't it? The cars you used to have in the 80s and 90s were never were never as hard and fast as they are now. Well, yeah, it's, it's uh, you, you, obviously the Euro safety ratings in cars when they're when they're produced have had regulate, and that's being put apparent on the track. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 Sid, and Sid, and Sid has just replied now: different cars need different roof place. Of course, I did. I didn't mean I, a lot of drivers build kit for certain cars, don't they? And they carry on using the same cars. Of course, I know different cars need different roof plates. What I mean is they will buy a roof plate for the kit of the cars they prefer to build, like they do with their floor pans, like they do with a lot of other stuff, like they do with their looms and everything. They will build the kit for the cars they like and they will keep those. Yeah, it's no different to how the Nationals are having to do it. So it's, do you know what I mean? You didn't really hear any outrage about the Nationals doing it, so... Um, yeah, and 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 as we said before, sixteen hundred domestic six, 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 six. different two cars that have been used, really, in there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're yeah. an Asher, Asher person or a Focus person. Yeah, exactly. Hundreds. Don't get many who. There's not many who dabble in both. Yeah. So uh, Joshua Joshua Batis uh, just uh, just said. So this rule going to be made for B two B as well? Not currently. The B two B rules do not currently require a roof plate. Um, that is probably to do with the, the whole ethos of B two B. Um, again, everything's constantly obsessed. I'm uh, obsessed. Uh, assessed is what I meant to say. Everything is constantly assessed, and I'm sure Keefe, who has got a lot to do with the B2B rules, will be looking at that. He wants to keep it. Obviously, the whole point of a B2B is it's as cheap to build as possible, which is why in their early heats they're not allowed bigger hits. The drivers there's more rules on their attitude to the race as opposed to what I was just about to say was we've said before about 1600 bangers being effectively a domestic banger class the only difference between Speedworth 1600 bangers these days is obviously the size of the car and the fact it's a Speedworth make the rules not the ORCI but everything else about them practically is a national banger these days yeah exactly it's they're they're mini nationals now aren't they um they are, yeah. You could essentially call them sixteen hundred national bangers, and no one would batter an eyelid, would they? Do you know what I mean? So, oh, Civil War proved that. Civil War proved that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? They were, 
they were probably the better class of the day, weren't they? Do you know what I mean? Overall, yeah. And you, um, and, you and their world and their world final is basically another world a national banger world final effectively really it's you look at the turnout drivers are seeing that now basically as a it's not it's not a domestic formula anymore and things have to evolve um so yeah so so uh davina blair quinn also commented five millimeter plate being used for inner wings and seals so why not roof plates as well i think this is just the point cars are evolving um, I think it's just a case, right? I think now we can uh, let's talk about how the sixteen hundred season has gone so far because we've mentioned about how this class has gone from strength to strength, which is probably the reason the rules need to evolve as well. But it started off pretty well as well, hasn't it? Obviously, Cecil winning the first gold rush. Max has just won the one at um, Max has just won the one at Hentsford, and we're talking about how this is now a national banger class. That's two drivers who are well respected in national bangers as well, taking the first two gold rushes. We also had the St. George's Championship, which was very well subscribed, really well done. Um, you mentioned before about the war between um, the Rude Boys and the Dreamers. Well, you say the Dreamers. Jack Ann, it was Jack Hanscom and Cecil, obviously, and then you got Toby and Harry out there as well. Um, ended with a big hit to um, uh, Jack Wetron. Um, had to be cut from his car. Thank- uh, thankfully, he's okay. It was a it hit over the side. He's hurt his shoulder, but he's recovering well. But overall, it was a really really good days racing with probably more numbers than you expected because they were all basically just the support class of the day but enough drivers wanted to be out there and racing so i think the 1600s yeah. again i think how many times have i said this on this podcast there is no way that we're going to get to ipswich in november and people call this the the ipswich world final the underrated meeting of the year now right everyone's looking forward to it the drivers are as much <laughs> as anyone it's mental that it still has that stigma. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, it's it's just the old breed of banger fans, isn't it? Who who don't? I think that's where the issue lies now. I think it's getting to that point where it's like it's just the the unlimited world gets your your old fans still because it's the world final. Do you know what I mean? So they they go, they have their like annual catch up with people. They look at the prep and that side of things, and and yes, it is cooler looking at unlimiteds in the pits, and it is looking at focuses and ashes. You know what I mean? But um, I think the the level of prep that still goes into it makes the the pit walk as as cool. Uh, I think as cool is isn't the correct term, but you know what I mean. It, it still has that little bit of special, that little bit of, of zest to it. Um, and then, but then the quality on track is obviously. You, you look at yeah. the last two, three years, it has been yeah. one of the meetings of the years. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you said to me, I was, I was marching on turn four. Within two seconds away from my green flag, I had a rollover straight up the fence. <laughs> Within the first two yeah. seconds. It was like the, 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 action, the action all day at the 1600 World was... It, it was as hard as hitting a banger meeting I've seen for years. So yeah. if, if people... I think, like you said, people like to walk around the pits at the National World. They like to see the Granadas. They like to see what's going to... And the engine sound is going to be better. But in terms of... What was it? The biggest banger turnout we've ever seen was Ipswich for the 1600. And again, this comes down to what we said about the Astros. Drivers being able to get hold of the cars easier, prep them, get them out there, and then be able to provide action on the track. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at... Like I've got mates who are more casual racers as such, um, and they 
try and make the 1600 World Final their, their sort of one meeting that they, they do as such. And they've then gone on, because their car survived the 1600 World, they've then gone on to do like a few of the Gold Rush rounds um, with that same car, do you know what I mean? Like, so it then encourages them to keep going. And then if they then start being competitive at these rounds, you go, oh, you're then encouraging people to to then move into the formula full time. Um, as you say, you get your back to, back to basic drivers that come to the end of the season and go, oh, we'll, we'll give that a go. We'll, we'll take the step up to 1600s and like do the support races on the night and then they enjoy it. And then, do you know what I mean? And, and theoretically, that's what Back to Basics should be used for as a stepping stone into the 1600s. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, I think it's fitting as well. Like, obviously, Cecil winning round one. Yeah. In my opinion, he has been the standout driver of the year so far across the board. I think he's been fantastic um, whenever I've seen him on track or seen highlights. I think he's been, he's been brilliant, to be fair. So, the fact that he's already on the grid, um, it means that he's now got the year free to enjoy himself, which he looks like he's doing. Um, obviously, he did get sort of... Um, he did get followed in at Hennessy, do you know what I mean? And I think Steve will say that more than anyone. He knows that as well as anyone. He would never. He, he always goes out if he puts a hit in. He knows that he could be getting that two, three times back again after. Yeah, and he's a he's a good character, isn't he? Um, Cecil, do you know what I mean? Like he's been around the scene long enough to uh, to know what's what, and and yeah, it's it's good to see. And and this this little rivalry that um, is there at the moment. Do you know what I mean? That they've they've got going us. It's only a good thing for the sport because it it's, it's encouraging uh it's encouraging more drivers onto the track. Yeah, um, absolutely. yeah. On, on a more frequent basis, it's it's then putting bums on seat because the action's happening on the track. So yeah, it's all good, all right. Yeah, absolutely. And just before we on, a few more comments from the chat box. Uh, Josh has said again, uh, "Unlimited world is pretty ruddy these days." I sort of disagree with that. It's not. Roddy, in the sense, it's Anfield is going to always be Roddy because people want to be world champion. It's provided quite a lot of action. It's people want to be world champion. You're going to expect it to be Roddy. It's not going to be like when you get a testimonial memorial, or it's like designed around an entertainment meeting, which will bring us on to what we're going to talk about later at Milnell. You're always going to you're always going to see more crashing. But I don't. I wouldn't call a limited world Roddy. I'd just call it a fast track where people want to win and both sides of banger racing need to do um but speaking of uh like i said speaking of entertainment going into this weekend uh me me and you bryson will be somewhere special this weekend at Mildenall. i think uh i think everyone's looking forward to this one aren't they oh it's it's gonna be one of the the weekends of the year isn't it um you look at how awesome last year was obviously Second year is never never quite as good um, on these memorials, but it's um, it has the the recipe to be another another top weekend. Yeah, so obviously we had to, we had Tom on 
last year after the Kev Memorial last year, he said he didn't want this year to be the same because he said he wanted it to be something different. But it's the reunion meeting. I think, yeah, this year it's about just trying to get all those drivers last year that put on a show to do it again. Um, and <laughs> everyone on social media have seen, uh, have you got your mullet wig ready? I think everyone's going to be wearing mullet wigs this weekend, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, that is been brilliant in in my opinion the the sort of pe- <laughs> the the bit that makes it even better is that people don't know whether it's like genuine beef or not like do you know what I mean if you don't know the characters um yeah if you if you yeah if you if you didn't know that Pete's one of the biggest wind-up merchants in the world and Zach's just as bad <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's yeah it's brilliant and it, it's just it's comedy golden it is it's gonna add another little element to the meeting that that you know I mean that, that little yeah, yeah. flavour of it um, yeah the second the, the second the, the, like, yeah the second they're out on track together everyone's going to be looking at them and right. you know and you know that both of them are going to want to go and put on a bit of a show out there but it will be yeah I mean um, we, 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 we talk we, we, we sort of play up to that do you know what I mean like I'm sure, I'm sure they sure will they're going to do the <laughs> grand parade and that do you know what I mean and and obviously you're going to have Matt doing like the the commentary and that and uh yeah matt and yeah matt yeah as well he's gonna be, he's, in, he's gonna enjoy playing on it and, and doing yeah. a bit of stir and, and and the juvenile spirit as well and we've spoken about what we've spoken we've, we've, we've spoke about handshakes before and how sometimes you see the handshake you know it's not really it's a bit disingenuous really people do the handshake to try and look a bit like a big man, but I think this is one where one of them is going to cage one of the other, and this will be a handshake. Thinking, yeah, this is this is what bangers is about because it all they want to do. It, it's just been it's probably one of the most entertaining things I've seen building up into a meeting. It's so much better than all the back and forth and drama, isn't it? Just like the heat, like the humor and the funniness behind it is just is fantastic. And knowing the two drivers, it's exactly what you expect from them. Yeah, exactly. And this, um, as I say, I mean, um, that that juvenile side of things and, and that fact that really plays into the weekend as well. It's how, it's how it, do you know what I mean? Like last year, that's what you remember is the, the old school fashion and the old school feel that it had. And that's very much in that spirit of it, isn't it? And you, you look at like, I'm looking through the list of names now, do you know what I mean? For the, the pre seventy heat splits. Where can you see two hundred odd pre seventies, nine heats of pre seventy bangers? Do you know what I mean? Like it just speaks volumes. Um Yeah. It's amazing. Look, yeah, it's, yeah, it's absolutely, absolutely amazing. As well. Yeah. I mean last year it was obviously with it being the, with the memorial last year. Obviously, a lot of people went out there and wanted to show show their respects and would do, would have done anything to be out there racing. This year is about keeping on that spirit, isn't it? It's about keeping on that spirit of old school bangers. Um, what happened last year was such a good thing about um, to a man who was so well respected and putting on a, the sort of banger racing that befits his name. And this year, it's the reunion because to keep on that spirit from what happened last year and again i suppose not so much it no, it's the wrong way of putting it, it it's not about the movie it's about keeping on that spirit of the banger race in the last year that brought out the best of banger race in in the name of a man that is so well respected it's about keeping that spirit on again yeah i understand it but you also you got to look at you're talking about um drivers that are well respected you got to look at the heat seven list you know what i mean um the 
David Lane Memorial Race um, for all Triumph 2000s. It's the most subscribed race on the yeah, on so the Saturday. Yeah, so that's, um, so that's a 32 the, car heat on a on, on a short track. That's going to be and and the drivers that it's bringing out. I mean, you got Dougie George like. Yeah, so you got yeah, yeah, so you got Undertaker coming back out, and that is so you got Magic Cecil, Tombo, you got Max Heaton as well, flying the flag for the younger drivers. Yeah, it's it's just a mega looking looking list, but you you say about it just shows that respect element again, doesn't it? Um, Where clearly that the drivers valued uh laney as much as 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 they did kev and 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 obviously sort of people we've seen memorials for over the years um that factor so um, it's it's got the recipe to be brilliant you, all the cars that we've seen so far the the sheer level of of prep work that's gone into them is yeah. is second to none as as it was last year so yeah so you can are, uh, are you camping over are you bryson uh don't fully know my exact plans, but it'll yeah. involve well, cause it, staying, staying over in some capacity, whether it's with camp, it being, camping or sleeping in a motor yeah. or whatever it is. I'll be, with it being I'll my, be having a drink. With it being my birthday weekend, my missus, um, she's, uh, she likes banger racing, but obviously nowhere near as much as I do with Star Racing. But yeah, she's like, okay, I'll cut for your weekend, but we're going to have to stay in a hotel. So we're staying in a country hall just down the road. But um, we're making yeah, sure we mean, the, we're, we're making sure we uh, book the taxi late enough to go to the disco in the uh, the feminine a bit afterwards. So yeah, exactly. It's, uh, <laughs> but I think I think I think I think I think the, the social again. I think I think this will be one of those where the social is just as good as the racing. Yeah. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Absolutely. Right, and so what else did we have to talk about then? I don't think we're going to get Jamie back to. We're going to have a talk about where we're up to with Mendips, but I don't think we're going to have Jamie yeah, back in time. Yeah, we will do a Mendips review, but I mean, we don't. Jamie was the man for that. We've not. Um, I mean, they've had obviously Jamie's meeting looked looked brilliant, didn't it? Um, looked a good session for the Bangers Down West Open. Um, looked a decent enough day. Um, then they've had four. Bank holiday meetings now um, already, which seems mental. When when I got another two coming up in quick succession as well. Um, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like every every every, every other weekend's a bank holiday at the moment. That's what's great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what, what three in May? Um, crazy, but no, it looks like they've had a had a good start to the season, and um, obviously we hope to see fans, drivers there alike for for our cage weekender in June. Um, which we'll we'll start pushing a little bit more. We'll get I think there's a couple of big meetings coming up and we'll we'll then sort of once they're out of the way we'll we'll focus on that with with full intent. Um because it's only it's only a month and a half away now. Um we haven't forgotten it. Just, where's this where's this where has this year gone? Run. Where's this year gone? Oh, but we just don't want to be ramming it down people's throats. We know there's a lot of lot of big meetings going on at the moment and we don't want to be sort of on it, so we'll we'll look at that. But yeah, Mendips, good good crack if you if you're in the West Country and um, Southwest, and and there's a meeting on at Mendips, go give it a, a look. It's, it's a brilliant venue. Um, 
but yeah, it's a shame that Jamie weren't here to sort of talk about it in in greater depth. Um, obviously, one place that is, is sort of now my spiritual home, I suppose, is Kings Lynn. I've been to sort of nearly all of their fixtures so far this year. Um, it's not, I think, I've missed two so far, but the quality that's been churned out, the meetings are, have been sublime. I've not seen a bad meeting yet at Kingsley in this season. Um, I know we talk about how good tracks are consistently on this on this podcast and it seems sometimes that we're we're sort of blowing their trumpet and no one else's but um they yeah, I mean it's a mix of they've got it right, the driver's attitude is is brilliant as well. Um the the quality that is put on and it really looks like there's people going for the Entertainers League this season. You, you Sharpie, James Lickerish, Connor Osborne. You throw Sonny Parsons into the mix. Um, Brad Bartram still still up there and getting stuck in as well. Um, it really has the, the recipe to go quite the distance for the for the battle for that. Um, and then even the race points, you, like Simon Smith from the Gladiators, shot up the points from from having a brilliant start to the season, where he went from from yellow top now to superstar. Um, I really like what they're doing with the the separate two liter points, fifteen hundred points, unlimited points for the relative major championships that they have um, at the moment. Your, your sort of actual national points, as I say, is being led by Simon Smith. But again, it shows that that quality that you don't have to do all the classes to be up there. You got Troy Cobet in second um, in the points, and he doesn't tend to do unlimited meetings. Um, and then the fact that you got the likes of your your Dino Junior Bro, um, top quality drivers like that that have registered solely to to Trackstar this season. Um, just shows the places that they're at and the the sort of quality of drivers that they've got within their ranks. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's been been brilliant, and they now then got um, come up the old school night in in May. The it's, it's sort of old school two liters, so your Calibras, your Primeras, um, Cavaliers, Bluebirds, etc., and then. They've then got all Nissan and Sunny and similar similar ilk vehicles for the unders. Um, looks like another top session that that is going to come up, and yeah, it's it's been a top season from them as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, I think well, it's very positive all around, isn't it, really? Because I think we've all agreed that basically. Uh, it's been a good season starting off all around. Just a few more comments from the box. Uh, Charlie Buckland, who I know is a a big fan of Pete Osborne, petition for him to be put in with Zach Mellows. Actually, I've not seen that on the... They're not in the same heat, are they? Don't think. I'm looking now. Uh, no, they won't be. Uh, yeah. P4, P4 for Bodger. He'll be heat nine for the last yeah. cars. The yeah, that's degrees. right, yeah. Um, and awesome he, uh, he's in heat two. Uh, yeah, he's in heat two. So hopefully their cars yeah. survive and we'll see them in the all comers. Um, 
I think everyone wants to see that. I'm sure it will be brilliant. Um, also, uh, Joss says, uh, hopefully the weather stays good. Having a quick look at the weather forecast, says it might be a bit of a drizzle, but I'm sure that yeah, won't put anyone Mon- off. Monday was, looking, Monday was looking a little bit potentially damp, I think. Yeah, but uh, you know it's like... Weather, damp in the mood, will it? So. Weather forecast can change instantly. And Milnall's probably one of the better stadiums for it compared to somewhere like Aldershot where there's no cover. Um, as long as the track doesn't bog down too much, and I'm sure the track staff will be working flat out to make sure the track's fine. Um, Charlie Meg says, yeah, it was lively at Lynn at the weekend. You spoke about Lynn earlier. Yeah, so they've had a, a great start to the season. Um, yeah, Charlie bless him. He, uh, he's uh, sort of our little um, sidekick, bless him, I suppose. Uh, not even sidekick. He's, just, he's, he's basically part of the team without being part of the team now. Charlie provides with a lot of content for our meetings and... Uh, Bless him, he, uh, he travels far and wide as well to, to go. And he's a, yeah, he's a good lad, is Charlie. Speaking as uh, being part of the team, when does uh, little Harrison become uh, head of case? Head of case, <laughs> bless him. He's, uh, he's showing me the way. <laughs> well, but, I mean, I mean, well, let, let's be fair, Kieran mugged you right off on his car, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about me personally. Off, I think. Uh, <laughs> no, but that was that was honestly yeah. it was it was such a nice touch from Kieran Bowman. Obviously, oh, um, yeah, we we we, we spoke yeah. a lot about the Predators and Kieran Bowman. Obviously, Matt Black's been on this podcast a lot. We we love them and everything they do for the sport in the Predators. And yeah, it was so it was so nice as well. See, Harrison's such a big fan of the Predators as well, isn't he? So it was such a nice touch. Yeah, so, for those that haven't seen it, he wrote Cage on the card. Uh, crossed it out and underneath wrote Harrison's rates pitch. Such a lovely touch to uh, to, to Bryson's kid who, uh, who who seems to be getting the knack of it. For those that don't know, actually, Bryson put a, a thing in the chat we have where there were two photos. Um, what was it of a Superstocks? And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Sunday, yeah. So, so so which one did I take? Which one did Harrison's take? And it turned out the uh, the person, uh, yeah. So the person in junior, actually infant or junior school. How old is Harrison now? Was he five, uh, six, seven? Five, five. five. Yeah, six in yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so yeah, so the six-year-old uh, took the more dramatic photo. Um, it was actually it was really good. No, but no, but it's really good to see again. Like we said, stock car is such a family sport, and it's it's so great to see him enjoying that yeah. as well. Yeah. And I know how much that oh, will that, mean to you, Bryson. Yeah, it, it literally it welled me up when I see it, and then the fact that like we weren't going to to Skeg originally because um, not money constraints, but you, you know when you you got to prioritize your your finances these days and then the fact that um he did that and i was like oh no i've got to be there and then and then blessing nathan from our team and, and and another one of my friends max they they were like look like we we loved that gesture just as much as what you did that that like it warmed their hearts as well and they were like look we'll pay for your ticket like do you know what i mean like and like not that that was what I was moaning about, do you know what I mean? Like about why I won't go. But they because of the gesture that Slim did and then it just brought people it just brought a, a big act of kindness from, from everyone. It was it was mega and it was just it was all just so Harrison could see the card, do you know what I mean? And then bless him, his his little face I wound him up. We 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 stopped for petrol en route to, to Skegness and um Slim was in the petrol station. Uh, um 
as as well. And I said to Harrison, I said to him, I went, um, oh, you're in, ha- you're in Slim's car now. Can we go home? And he was like, no, I want to go watch it. <laughs> and bless him. But it's uh, it's the impact that, do you know what I mean? It's little things like that. And, and drivers probably don't appreciate that side of things where they go, like, to Slim, that's probably to to him. He thinks like oh, there's something quite small, but the 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 overall impact of how massive that was. Um, Do you know what I don't? Like I, I don't think Takiran that wouldn't have been that small. I think he would have he would have known. I think he understands that more than yeah but yeah but you know, what i mean i didn't mean that oh yeah, 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 yeah do you mean like for him for him do you mean like for him it took it took him t- two minutes to do that and it's yeah, made it, it, was like something, it was something it was a very small gesture in the grand scheme of things you know what i mean like it's just yeah but it's made but, but it's made a little boys yeah <laughs> yeah like how much it meant to him and then the, the knock-on effect of how it has to to people and 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 how like full in in like that how much that made me feel whole in my heart do you know what i mean like just some a little gesture and i was like he's gone out of his way to do something for a little boy to just put a smile on his face do you know what i mean and that's it's it's stuff like that where you look at that you sit back and reflect on the racing family and you go yeah there is some some rubbish points about racing but no it's it's, it's all right really do you know what i mean like that side of things and I'm glad I went. It was a mega meeting, to be fair. Um, superb meeting for the for the crash attack reunion. I thought um, a bit down on numbers, probably something that I wouldn't like to see it be the last meeting for it. But you got to sort of look at this year's one and go. Mm, There's a little bit down on numbers. If it drops any low lower, should they run it next year? Probably not. But if that's the way it's going out, it was a it was a corker of a meeting to go out on the the action built steadily as a meeting should like do you know what I mean like a little bit of contact in the heats a better final superb all comers and a and a good DD to end it um in cars that bend you know, like Roy Gedge's DD performance where the, the A pillar is basically on his lap and he's still going in full bore on it um do you know what I mean like it was yeah, I thought it was a brilliant day um, overall. That's great to hear. So I think we're pretty much uh, come to the end of our chat now. Um, unless you've got anything else to bring up. It's been really good. I really do like this freeform format. And it's really good for... Thank you to everyone that's commented in the box. It's it's really good. It's encouraging you all to get involved. It's uh, it's really nice to see that. Um, this might be my last cage podcast because apparently uh, episode seventy six will be Harrison's race picks full throttle. Um... Is he is he fully taken over? It's past his bedtime. Yeah. Will that record it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's going to be it's it's, it's, it's going to it's going to be it's going to be at five pm, but it'll be Harrison's race picks full throttle. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean. He, bless him he'd sit there just shy and not saying nothing this is his <laughs> tend to go through he's, it, honestly since his little page has started so it was um, obviously I shared a few of his pictures you know, at the start of the year on, on Facebook and people were like oh they're mega you should start his own little page so I was like alright and did it like just like off a whim like not thinking that it would get much traction and we're now what it's already got 300 odd likes or something and people are now putting it like more people are putting their his na- like name on the car so Slim's obviously done it do you know what I think is do you know what I think is I um, think it re- I think it reminds us all what it was like when we went to banger meetings as a kid 
Well, when we were kids, yeah, 100%. That's, it was, because yeah. of social media, we didn't know about that, right? So I remember going around Birmingham Wheels as a kid, right? I've, I've said this before. My first meeting at Birmingham Wheels, five years old, only went because Rob Baker from the Wasps, was my mum's taxi driver, said, oh, you should come down. Oh, we're doing a banger race. Didn't know what it was. Fell in love with the sport from that instance. It's that sort of, that feeling when you're a kid, the noise, the excitement and everything, that you that's when you fall in love with it for life. And yeah. I think if and I, th- I think that's probably that's probably what Slim's thought of as well at the same time is that sort of that excitement when you go to the track as a kid is what makes yeah. you fall in love with this for life. Yeah, and it's obviously he's had a Harrison's had a little step up by me being in the position that I'm in that obviously it can give him a little bit of traction through his photos and stuff. But like any time I see a young fan doing something like that, it it doesn't have to be just my son, like, like, do you know I mean, like, I see kids going up to um, drivers' cars and like want to have a photo with the driver or like ask if they can. Sit, like, do you know what I mean, like, they come over and look at the the car and then the driver offers them to sit in the car and how much that makes their day. And you go, that was me once, and on to Yeah, exactly, and the same, exactly, and the same, and the same geeky version for yeah. me standing behind. Dan Gould at Birmingham Wheels Raceway, him giving me his old black crossboard and buying me some little flags just because he saw me standing behind him at a few meetings. And that's what today makes me an official because that excitement of being a seven-year-old and feeling like you're involved stays with you forever. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that, yeah, that factor, it just keeps the circle going, doesn't it? It keeps keeps like people coming it keeps um families going i mean um there was a a friend of mine from school who i hadn't spoken to in years and she messaged knowing that i was into the bangers and that and there she has an autistic son and she was like oh he loves his cars do you think like he'd like the bangers and i was like you can only try um but what what I then did is use obviously like my position. I spoke to a few drivers and I'm like, look, if he comes around to your car, like I've, I basically gave her a list of drivers who I know who are approachable and friendly. Do you know what I mean? And that would interact in him in in a nice manner with him. And um, they went out into the pits and spoke to the drivers. And and although I weren't there to sort of help them, I gave them a little like bit and spoke to a few drivers in advance. And the kid loved it. And they're now they're now planning on going. To, to race meetings on a more frequent basis as a family because that was something that he really enjoyed and it, and it was something that they all enjoyed. Um, and the same gestures from the drivers that, that helps cement that. They could have went, do you know what I mean, and not had that experience or, or not known how to approach that experience, um, I think is probably the, the right way of saying it because obviously everyone has the ability to go up to a driver and, and have a chat with them, do you know what I mean? But if you're not from the racing background you you don't tend to um know how to go about it i suppose and um it's something that as i say like most most banger drivers were that kid once upon a time so it, it taking that time out just to have a couple of minutes chat with him it i think that, that that makes a world of difference to their day doesn't it um yeah absolutely right absolutely right and i think that is the perfect night to end this podcast on we're all getting ready for mill null 
uh well i say i am i've not even done anything it's a week i don't know how to do a weekend not working what do i have to take i usually pack my overalls um yeah you're bringing your flags and your your headset no 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 i am definitely not i'm definitely not not working this weekend no 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 i'm (laughs) taking no kit whatsoever this is my birthday weekend. I'm just going to go and enjoy it and have the social. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it will be fun. Yeah, but it will be a good one. I can't wait to see everyone that's going to Milner this weekend. Or if you're not, and if you've just been listening, thank you so much for being involved. Um, this has been episode 75 of Cage Full Throttle. Thank you so much, Bryson. Yeah, thank you, mate. No, obviously, got that that Jamie sort of had issues throughout, and he's got a blessing me. Uh, he sends his regards, but um, yeah, no, it's been a it's been a good good recap, a good catch up. Yeah, it's uh, been good, hasn't it? Well, I'm sure I always we'll see, think see most of the the Cage Nation at Melbourne yeah. this weekend. Yeah, I also think the best podcasts are. We could have had this conversation. Actually, we have had a conversation like this, even if we weren't broadcasting it. This is what we just like we're, to do: just to come and have a chat. We've often just had a had a phone call and we're just. Chatting. Basically, having a chat like this. Bollocks about bangers, basically. I think we say. <laughs> Uh, we off, we often say a few more swear words when we're not on air, but it's basically yeah. The same. I mean, we, we have to keep it PG in a manner. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, I mean, but it's, yeah, no, but it's been really good. And thank you to everyone getting involved in the comment box today. That was uh, brilliant as well. It's nice yeah, to see you all listening, yeah. send your photos in. We love that. We want to talk about what you want to talk about, basically. But it's been a it's gonna it's been a really good start to the season with bangers and I think we're about to head in some some really really good meetings. Uh, also, thank you to Jamie Waller Jones. Like Bryson said, uh, connection issues meant he couldn't see out the whole podcast, but um, we always thank him for all of his input. Um, so wherever you're going this weekend, I say that all roads lead to Mildenhall. We hope to see you there. I've been James Keane. Thank you very much. Racing is magic North, south, east, or west Whatever the